Nintendo! Hello, loyal NVC listeners. This is Jose with a really quick announcement. On Saturday, November 23rd at 12 Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, our friends at Nintendo World Report will be having their fourth annual uh, live podcast telethon where the proceeds go to Child's Play. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what Child's Play is, it's a great charity that provides toys and games to hospitalized kids. All the proceeds will be going to that, and I'll be appearing as a special guest along with a bunch of other people. They have a fantastic program, and you'll find a link to it in the show. So please check it out, consider donating, and show some support for other folks this fine holiday season. And now, on with the podcast. And a special intro by everyone's favorite, acapella master, Smooth McGroove. Welcome to NBC for the week of November 22nd. A big week in electronics entertainment, or video games, <laughs> mm-hmm. as some people call them. History. I am your host, Jose Otero, and thank you for tuning in to this podcast all about Nintendo and brought to you by IGN. Joining me this week, first up, Brian Altano. Bra- and that's a quick barab because he's on a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is... Per, guten tag. And lastly, we have all the way from uh, the other side of the planet, technically, Keza McDonald. Isn't the internet brilliant that we can do this? I, cool. Why didn't you say oi? What the heck? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not what we say in my country. We like to um, greet people with a slap to the face. Oh, okay. I, I like that. I, I could get with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we say goodbye in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so as everyone knows, we're here to talk about uh, the game that we've kind of not talked much about. And I, I actually want to add, we're going to talk about Zelda Link Between Worlds first. And I kind of want to ask you guys, um, spoilers or no spoilers? Like, what, uh, what should we do here? The game, I mean... You're not I would, done. I would prefer no spoilers. I would I prefer no spoilers, not because of me, but because I, I don't think people are going to have time to beat it before they listen to this. We could do a spoiler cast in the future, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good. All right. So, spoiler-free Zelda discussion, right? Because of you two. No specifics. Yeah, no yeah. specifics. Uh, and I mean, there's a guy and there's a girl... Mm. He's got a and green... And there's some artifacts. We can get a little Zelda bit specific, right? Game? Yeah, yeah, of course. A little bit specific. All right, but go. Zelda. What? Let's talk about it. I like, like it. Worlds. We all like it. It's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah no. I, I'm, the I game think... is amazing. Yeah, thank you, Keza. I, I really love this game. I think it's it's one of my favorite Zeldas of all time. I think it's probably in my top three or top five Zelda games ever. Um, a lot of people are mad about the art style or not wild about the art style. But actually, I got over it pretty quickly. I got into the groove and i actually think it's one of the prettier more quick moving zelda games just actually playing it is fluid it's fast it's fun it's it's different than kind of like the last few zelda console games that kind of felt like the slog to get through the first four or five hours and the last few uh handheld zelda games have felt sort of gimped compared to you know the console ones and this i think this is like this perfect it's sort of a perfect zelda approach yeah they uh, the thing i like the best is that 
it's just kind of, you know, it's so nostalgic if you've played Link to the Past, right? You get back to that world, you know where everything is, and you can already see when you start playing, you're like, oh, there's some differences. This is not、yeah. the same, you know,、mm. the same Link story that we had before, which is yeah, really it's, cool. It's、right? a lot uglier, too. I'm kidding.、Uh, I'm it's kidding. not ugly. <laughs> the, the actual, I mean, the actual graphics are really, really nice. It's just the characters when, when it zooms in on them.、Keebler、I'm、else. not a big fan.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but then, so you have this, this feeling of no- nostalgia, and you go into a couple of the, the first dungeons, you're like, oh my God, it's, Basically, exactly the same as Link to the Past. And then, boop, you turn into a painting, like, whoa, wait a second, right? They totally mess with you and change things around.、Yeah. And so, that, I, I just thought that was really cool. How about you, Kezo? What's your favorite thing about this? I wasn't, expect- I wasn't expecting it to be so, so novel.、Mm-hmm. You know, I was expecting Nostalgia Bath. I was expecting, oh, great, let's play Link to the Past again. Awesome. I've not played that game in like 20 years. Let's, let's do it. And then it really surprised me by taking pretty much everything I expected from a modern Zelda. And either just not doing it or remixing it, which I just wasn't expecting it to be so brave, you know, because it's a sequel、so、and the first sequel in the Zelda series. So, what do you think is,、uh, explain what you mean by novel? What are some of the novel ele- elements that you like? I really, really enjoyed the,、uh, the mix ups of the dungeon sequence, you know, there's no, there's, not, there's no longer that, you know, that thing where you, you open a chest and it's like, da 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 da, it's、mm-hmm. a boomerang. It's a boomerang again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've played, I've played a hell of a lot of Zelda games now, and I'm just, I just, that moment never happened. And that was so refreshing to actually open a chest and be kind of excited about what might be in there. Yeah. yeah. And most yeah. times it was something useful or something you would sort of need on the adventure. Yeah. I, I really loved the, 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 the flow of all that, because when you did get an item、uh, here and there, and it was kind of rare, it felt a little more special because they were different,、mm-hmm. and you, you could get the regular items just from renting them from that、yeah. shop. What I really liked about the game was the, the, the ability to play the dungeons in any order. I felt like they haven't really done that since the first Zelda, where I remember、mm-hmm. being a kid and playing the first Zelda game and just kind of walking around the world, and I'm like, oh crap, I, d- I think I walked into the third level. And just getting beat well, it tells up. tells you at the top, level three. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was like, I'm not ready、yeah. for this yet.、Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can get pretty far in the first Zelda game. And with this game, I went into Low Rule, which happens pretty early on. And you have a bunch of different temples you can go to. And I went into Turtle Rock, which is one of the <laughs> hardest ones. And I've on- I only died a few times playing that game in its entirety. And I died almost immediately there. And、yeah. I was like, man, I was not ready for that. So let me go into a different temple and man up and kind of get more. Health and stuff like that, and come back and try it again. I, I、yeah. think、uh, if I had to nail sort of the thing that I think is my favorite thing about this, it is sort of an agreement with Pear the way the 2D art and the painting idea was carried out to sort of its fullest extent. Yeah. I feel like it also was a dramatic shift between those perspectives, right? The overhead view is something we know and we remember from that game. But then when you turn into the painting and you go on the wall, you're exploring corners you would have never seen in 16 bit,、yeah. right? You would have never、yeah. been able to go behind. Someone's house, like Sahasrala's house, and see, like, oh, there's a mime or something back there, you know?、Mm-hmm. Like, a, it's, it's very interesting how much I enjoyed that and how well those puzzles were put together. So it always、yeah. felt like, it when felt in doubt, a, oh, get on the wall and see where you go. Some of that. It was almost like Fez, you know, when you first turn the world in Fez? Yeah. 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 It felt a bit like that, that kind of spatial rearrangement. It, 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 I thought it was really, really cool. But did and it, it made the world feel fresher. I actually think Zelda does a much better job at that because in Fez,、yep. you kind of got lost, right? Like、mm-hmm. you're, you don't know how the different elements of the world connect. And you know, whether you've played Link to the Past before or not, you can learn this world and really understand how it works and how it's connected. And I really like that. The other big thing I thought 
was awesome was and it reminded me of Majora's Mask, right? Majora's Mask, you get to this point where you're like, oh, I got six hundred rupees, and then you're going back in time. You're like, I just lost all my six hundred rupees, right? Yeah. You have to like <laughs> adjust and work around and put your money in the bank and that kind of stuff. Yeah. In this one, you rent items, and if you die. The, this nasty little bird, this little <laughs> bird yeah. comes by and takes all the items yeah, back, and it, like it makes death meaningful. Again. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're sitting there going, "I have half a heart, and it's beeping like crazy. Yep. And if I lose this, it's so much work to like go back and get everything." That's right. And I really appreciated that that part of it and how it just felt. It felt like this perfect old school Zelda while still retaining all the new things I love, but not relying on some of the stuff that has kind of been in the last few Zeldas. Like there weren't any motion controls. There was no touchscreen stuff. There was no yeah. whistling into the microphone. Yeah, it's back to basics. It, yeah, it was yeah. just like very straightforward. It used the 3DS for everything it needed to do. And actually, the one gimmick it did sort of rely on was the 3D slider. And for mm -hmm. the first time in, I think, a year, I played this game entirely in 3D. Right? Same here. Yeah, it's, it's masterful use of 3D. Luigi's Mansion earlier this year is the only other game I think well and Mario 3D Land yeah, were the only yeah. other games that have ever done 3D this well mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I think I in this one though it, it really you kind of want to see the effects right they do some of that cheese ball stuff that early 3D movies uh, in, in theaters did where something is like thrown at you you know yeah. like when you when you jump on one of the, the trampoline smiley face yep. uh, Doug Trio guys it, <laughs> it catapults you into the air right and like Link gets really close to the camera as yeah. he flies up to the upper level and then it zooms out it's, yeah. it's really well done sure, like such yeah. a nice effect yeah. By the way, if we go go all Heisenberg here, Keza, there's a giant freaking fly in this <laughs> tiny podcast room, and it's buzzing around. Yeah, Pear and I have just been watching it. I'm like, don't <laughs> don't kill me. I was hoping Why? no one noticed because I've been watching it too <laughs> okay. this whole time. Um, but I actually I, excellent. Well, I'll just all right, guys. I can carry you. <laughs> I, I absolutely love the um, the puzzle design in this game. Mm -hmm. It's just so smart and it's so rewarding that when you figure it out, um, this. This thing, everything just kind of clicks, and the whole level kind of morphs around it, and yeah. everything comes together. Well, I, got, I got legitimately stuck a couple of times. Me too. Where I'd be like, yeah. "Wait, how do I? What? Like?" And it, it surprised me because, I, I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about an item like the compass because I like that the compass exists because it points you to, "Hey, here are all the treasure chests." But they, it doesn't really tell you how to get to them, but it labels them clearly on the map. Hey, there's one way over there. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you start going in your head and going, "Okay, well, math. Like, how am I going to get there?" And sort of picking that apart. Um, and I don't know I, I do kind of wish more of the secret stuff was not labeled that way but yeah. at the same time I kind of like having it I don't know I'm kind of stuck between that I always thought the compass should be an optional item that you buy yeah. where you have to spend money to get it for a dungeon because it is the it's the super user I gotta find everything yeah. item right and um, like you get it by accident. Like you open a treasure chest and you didn't know that it was going to contain yeah. a compass. Yeah. I always thought it should be an optional thing that you elect to. Or to even go ask get. you, like, hey, do you want to switch it on? And yeah. then yeah. you can say no and and keep moving on. I don't know. But and the the way the map works in this game is the compass kind of shows you exactly in the room where the treasure chest is. Yeah. Now sometimes there's a lot of wiggle room there because it's like we of don't know course. how high or low it is. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the thing, but mm -hmm. the one um thing? The, the the thing the one thing I really appreciated <laughs> get, about get this. It is that it felt to me it felt like the best portable Zelda since Link's Awakening which is one of my definitely, personal favorites definitely definitely yeah, um and i actually the Link's Awakening sort of nailed the compass system pretty well cuz you walk in a room and it just played this like tone mm -hmm. and you knew there was something in there yeah. and it didn't show you on the map exactly where it was or anything like that so i mean if anything it could it could benefit from that but i never really felt too handholdy with the compass yeah. stuff no no i i agree and it's different than the way they handled it in say Phantom Hourglass where there was a stone that you would strike and then it would say there are two treasure chests in this room yeah and i'd be like you know what whatever like yeah. i don't know i wouldn't spend a lot of time looking for them and maybe 
you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but I do feel <laughs> like the compass does label things in a way that I almost didn't want, but at the same time, I appreciate because mm-hmm. then it got me thinking, how do I get like gives you, It lets you know there's a mystery there, doesn't it? It lets yeah. you know there's something you can find. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then it's you kind of piecing it together. Um, what was it? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just wondering what you guys thought of combat because, you know, the one thing I really didn't like about the previous touchscreen Zeldas was the point Swipe and click. Yes. I, no, yeah. I, I thought it broke the combat it made it unexciting to me i loved all the puzzles that they did with the touchscreen i yeah. actually thought it the, yeah. the games were successful it made the spin attack easier but that's all but but i always yearned back to the kind of just hitting a button and mm-hmm. i feel the same way about the the wii version yeah right? I, I, th- I like button to hit someone interesting though because they both made the spin attack easier even though they made combat a little less mm-hmm. exciting i mean i thought i thought combat was awesome in this game this won't spoil anything but um you find out very early on there's these things called mayamai's in this game, and they're they're sort of like the secret seashells from Link's Awakening. There's a hundred of them hidden all over the world map, and some of them are easy to find, some of them are hard, and they make a little noise when uh, you need yeah, to find them. Yeah, they sort of chirp they when chirp. you walk by. So when you find them, every ten you bring, uh, the item rental shop eventually lets you buy things, and you own them, and you can bring these items to this Maya Maya mother, mother Maya Maya, yeah. and she sort of upgrades them for you. And some of the item upgrades are awesome for yep, combat, yep. and I won't spoil anything, but I mean, they're really, really fun little toys to yep. just kind of run around. And I found myself grinding for the first time yeah. in Zelda yeah. history, where yeah. I was kind of going into the dark world and fighting hard enemies to get more low rupees. Rule. Low yeah, rule. rule. Correct mm-hmm. yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and getting, lot, <laughs> getting lots of uh, rupees Man. and kind of like upgrading all my stuff. And Terminology, kind of like, Brian. I know. What is this? <laughs> got Jose. A Zelda cop over here. Sorry. Low yeah, rule. Pull over. Pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, step out of the vehicle. You were going dark world in the low rule. Pull over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bring that up for a really specific reason, but I can't get into it on this podcast. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, um, no, to your point, I, I agree. And I, I like that it gave finding the secret um, the secret side quest sort of utility, right? Before, yeah. they've just given you heart pieces and there was, you know, sort of a, sort of a reward out of it. But those upgrades are a tangible reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are great. Also, is it just me or does this have the, some of the best mini games ever in Zelda? Oh, my God. Yeah, they're really fun. Yeah, some people don't like the baseball one that much. I'm just, the baseball okay. one's amazing. What's wrong with the baseball one? Oh, I, I'm bad at it. That's what's wrong with it. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with the game. I'm just terrible at it. I'm very good at it, but it did take me a while uh, to figure out its nuance. But I liked that it had some kind of nuance and the timing and when you swing was important. And also, when that bird shows up, someone told me you had to hit five pots in a row and the bird will show up. I didn't know that at first. Mm. Um Slight spoiler. I don't know. That's if that's a spoiler, then I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good point. Yeah. Good point. All right. Um. When I collected the spoiler, blue rupee. Yeah. By the way, music. Freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All of the sound in that game was so good. And it was a lot of it felt to me like it was exactly the same as the SNES Zelda sounds but then I went and listened to the SNES Zelda sounds and it's 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 not the same at all it just feels the same it's yeah. how it used to sound in your head yeah. Yeah. yeah they do these things when you beat like one boss you get the yeah and stuff yeah. like that you remember but it's actually newly recorded and sounds awesome yeah. and like yeah. I, w- I want to go back to combat really quick though because I found like the spin attack was a lot less useful in this sorry to drag us back a little because I do want to talk about music I don't think I ever used um, it yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I don't think I, I did um, and also like when elevation changed combat would get a little weird so yeah. like uh, if on an stairs. enemy was yeah on stairs or if he was on a slight hill like yep. the hill by your house oh, you yeah. never hit that guy right you have to wait until he climbs down or you're going to get hit by yep. him um, so that was a little weird it's a 2D game right yeah. I mean it's it, they have tiers rather like 
you know, rather than actual elevations. Sure, so. sure. But going back to the music, the music, I feel the one thing that stands out outside of it uh, being incredibly, you know, good music was I love their timing for that music. When they would pull out a certain tune or a certain song, mm-hmm. you almost oh, wouldn't yeah. feel it coming and you would get goosebumps from yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, oh You're- my God, this is so perfectly, like masterfully timed where if you got it wrong, you'd know right away, but they absolutely nailed that. Yeah, like you, you go into the high roller. Did you guys spend a lot of money time. in the milk bar? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Tell me a little bit more about that. The milk bar, there are these um, minstrels, as it were, who can who can sing for you. That's right. And uh, they they do these beautiful versions of songs from pretty much every Zelda game. So they do like a Zelda cover band in a Zelda game. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you sit there, and uh, you know, you pay your money, and you just listen to them play. Um, I think they did the Lost Woods for me once, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. amazing. Yeah, that was really cool. It's, and it's so I, I think the whole game is. Is it's, it's it's got a lot of respect for Zelda fans, and it's it's basically an homage to Zelda fans as well as to Zelda. Yeah, yeah. I see. I felt that too, and like Jose and I de- have debated about this a lot, a lot. Of, uh, about how if it's if it goes too far with that, or like he kind of feels that like the link to the past roots drag it down. I never really felt like it chained it down too much. I felt like it was a nice sort of nah, like, me neither. Like a kind of a base to build on top of. See, I want to get into my point about that, but I feel like it is wandering too close to spoiler territory. Okay, so sure. Territory, so I want, kind of want to hold it back. But until you, d- we you do did a have that cast. good that that good sort of phrase describing it for a while, which you said it was like the Mona Lisa two, yeah, right? Yeah, which is like yeah. why make a sequel to like this perfect painting? Yeah, and which pair thinks pair pair thinks is too precious, like that kind of like. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think you can compare the two. I mean, let's be honest. Link to the Past wasn't a perfect game. I went back and played it before I played yeah. this, yeah. and I think this is the better game. Honestly, I think this is the better game. It's cleverer. It's um, it's got the same. It's got a lot of the things that made Link to the Past great. But I think it's just overall a cleverer game. Obviously, in the context of its time, Link to the Past was yeah, stunningly I mean, innovative. Was... But now, yeah. The reason why I'm okay with even a Link to the Past too is when I finished Link to the Past, I said that was amazing. How come? First of all, that ending is still awesome. Yeah. Um, why are there not more games like that? When I look at the Mona Lisa, I don't go. Oh man, I can't wait to see another Mona Lisa. <laughs> it's like I want another well, picture of this. I lady. mean, art, art, of course, yeah. is you know subjective, and everyone has a different opinion about it. But the reason I used Mona Lisa as the example is because it's considered a very important work out of the Renaissance yep. period, and I feel like A Link to the Past has that parallel. What is, where is it a very important game out of the 16-bit uh, era? Yeah, it, it totally is. I mean, there there was a lot of. Um, sort of character and person even though it wasn't done to the standards of today there were things like the middle-aged man things like uh there were certain characters that you would just never forget the old man you ran into in the cave the first time link turned into a bunny mm-hmm. and what worried me i don't want to drag this point any further ah, i don't want to say it it's it's just it's coming too close to going right. too far uh something else please next okay. time yeah. well next time you yeah. felt you, you did feel the world jose i remember we were talking about this we you did. didn't feel like yeah. the world had the personality of the old hyrule we don't need to say why, because yeah. obviously that's slightly spoilery, but I think you felt like it was a little bit more static. And I kind of see what you mean, because it's so perfectly designed. The dungeons mm-hmm. as well, but particularly the over, it's so perfectly designed that it almost feels lifeless sometimes. Yeah. Because also, it's so... I'm sorry, but that's also because you know it, right? I mean, Oh, totally, yeah. It's, it's all on me rather than on the game itself. It's because I've, I've, I now know the language of Zelda, right? Yeah. yeah. But why yeah. not set it somewhere else and have it that open? Why did it have to have that nostalgia? That's the thing that I mean, I like keep if, if the if the if the Lost Woods were on the right and the desert was in the north, like would it would it change the entire thing drastically for you? I don't think it did. Like this is a game that ditches maps. Period. Like when you see the overworld for the first time, you see the whole thing. When you sure. see Low Rule the whole time, there's no clouds over it. You walk into a dungeon, mm-hmm. you see the entire floor plan. There's no like. 
And I hope that's the approach for future Zeldas. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, the idea of gating and hiding things uh, works in some contexts, but I think Zelda needs to kind of shake that away and get rid of it. It it also needs to stop worrying so much about you getting stuck. The best thing for me about Link Link Between Worlds was that you walk into a room and there's no one going, hey, hey, do you know what to do in this room? I can tell you if you want to know what to do in this room. It's like, go away, I want to figure it out. God damn it, I want to figure it out. Aren't aren't his eyes funny? Like, what if you put a sword in them? I mean, just throwing it out there. I hate that And the the hint system was way, I, I feel like First of all, they lean a lot more on iconography to teach you things early on. They don't really tell you, hey, you need this item. They have a picture outside of a dungeon saying, hey, this is what you should bring here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and that's how they begin. But then they completely step away from that and start doing uh, more novel approaches to how you can figure these yeah. things out. But more importantly, then the hints become, okay, you get a special item that will l- allow you to see a ghost who you could then give him a play coin and be like, hey, dog. I don't know how to get through this. And he'll yep. be like, consulting my book. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. And then he tells you, mm-hmm. you should do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a much better approach because at the end of the day, I'm the person who has to go look for that versus you constantly trying to tell me like what Keza just Entirely, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah when I see did, the, did anyone Did anyone use the hint ghost? Did anyone find him helpful? Never. I didn't even find him till the end of the game. So I think, I, oh, I found him right away. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to use the hint ghost. And yeah. then I ignored him. I used him once just to try it out. I forget what it was for. It was probably not even for a puzzle I needed it on, just to mm-hmm. see like what he did. I like to explore everything in his other games. But what I liked about the, the hint ghost is that when you pull out that item, it's this sort of like that classic... Uh, fake mustache and nose disguise glasses that that Link puts on. Uh-huh. And when you turn into a 2D painting in that game, which is one of my favorite new mechanics, you know, we talked about it earlier, um, he's still wearing that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really That's goofy. amazing. That's yeah. such attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. you see, you see, see him like running around this wall with this funny nose on and a mustache. You're like, what the hell are they doing in this game? Like, and I they, love that the music gets a little like lower, like everything dims. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a subtle little effect, but it's really well done. It's like this weird in-between worlds feeling when mm-hmm. you're doing that. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it is. It it and I completely agree with the criticism of it being like one of the best Zelda since uh, since Wind Waker. I mean, hands down, I I think that's that's pretty damn accurate. I mean, people yep. write off Spirit Tracks because Spirit Track had great dungeons, but it didn't have a really interesting world. But I still think Spirit Tracks was decent. I wouldn't put it in the top, but I would say of everything that's come out since Wind Waker, that was one that stood out to me as something a little different. Yeah, I, I, and I think in the end, this this link between worlds is going to be special. I think yes. future Zelda games will will definitely take some stuff from this one, just like this one took took some things from the original game or Majora's Mask. Like you know, I can see the out of order dungeon exploring returning in future games. But yep. I think this game is special because Nintendo set out to do a remake in the beginning. Right? It's like hey. Everybody loves Link to the Past. Let's redo it, make it pretty in 3D. Mm. And then as they were developing it, they said, what if we take it one step farther? And and these are the things that we as, you know, as consumers and as critics always ask. Like, oh, yeah, Ocarina of Time was awesome in the 3DS remake, but I wish they had added a dungeon. Or Wind Waker, I wish yep. they had added back that dungeon that never really completely existed, blah, 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 right? With this one, that's what they did, man. They gave you Link to the Past, and then they add all this stuff to it, and it becomes a completely different experience. I, yeah. I just yeah. really appreciate if, if he, that. Do you think that at one point they were considering just making a 3D remake of Link to the Past? 100%. Yeah, completely. 100%. Yeah. Completely, yeah. So because uh, they obviously figured out how to make that. I mean, they obviously figured out how to make that Tyrol. Have you ever seen a, a picture 
by the way, of how they make it look not weird in the top-down perspective. Yeah, yeah, Isn't that, that crazy? Every, everyone's like slanting backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's really weird. It looks like a, a Michael Jackson dance move, right? Yeah. Like, Nick <laughs> is all like hanging backwards. Yep, yep. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, because whenever – now when I play the game, I'm kind of in my head – because I know what it looks like. Like, actually, they're cheating the perspective. I wonder, when he's running sideways, what does that look like? Yeah, when he's running, you know, in a different direction, what does that look like? I think, it, I mean, it is really brilliant. If, if you think about it, they probably, they built a 3D world and then quickly realized that, wait, what we did in the 16-bit days was just not possible. You yeah. can't see the front of a character and yet it is this top-down perspective, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the way they solved it is brilliant. I mean, in the past, you had issues like that when, when racing games went 3D, right? Mm-hmm. The camera was put behind the 3D and you know the developers noticed that wait we build our games to have the sound tied to location so if I put uh, you know the camera behind the car the engine noise sounds really crappy or mm-hmm. if I put the, really if I put the camera in front of the car you know the bumper cam suddenly all my audio comes from the back speakers of your surround setup and yeah. it sounds really crappy right and so they had yeah. to trick the system to mm-hmm. kind of locate the sound elsewhere so it's it's similar to that it's, I think it's, it's awesome. sort of like um, like when you really get into like the nuts and bolts of like a first person shooter and you pull back the camera and it's just like an, a set of eyeballs and a floating hand with a gun and something something like that like yeah. it, it breaks it for you a little bit but you're like this is how they had to do this you know, yeah. it's an oh, interesting yeah. cheat. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. And it's weird because uh, after finishing this game, um, because I, I really like that out of water approach, um, this is slightly off topic, but I just want to see where this goes. I went back to the original Zelda. Yeah. And this is someone who hasn't played it since he was probably 10. That's, oh, okay. that's so crazy. Six yeah, years. Wow. It's been, wow, <laughs> thanks. It's been a really long time, contrary mm-hmm. to what Pear just said. Yeah. And I, that world, I find that world really intimidating now because I know where nothing is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, what do I do? Like, there are so many secrets here. Mm-hmm. And I know that some folk have made the argument, <clears throat> and myself included a bit, you know, to, to bring Zelda back to that level of, of, of being that obscure and not really ever telling you where things are. You, know, like, you would never <laughs> go to burn a bush like where they want you to burn a bush sometimes. Sorry it was basically that, yeah. Dark Souls at that point. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, it's just weird to me because I... I think I wanted that, and then I went back to play, and I was like, I don't know if I would want that because this this would be a great like sort of like Dark Souls where everyone sort of is contributing and building up the knowledge base around it. But as a single player game, it's kind of tough that way. You know what though? The those games would be so different in the age of the internet, right? Like mm-hmm. think about how Minecraft started. Oh yeah, completely. You didn't know what you were crafting nope. when yeah. the original version. You had to know what to combine. So all these communities sprang up, and the internet became the companion to the game, right? That's right. When they released the console versions, like crafting was made easy. You just select from a list, basically. Right? Yeah, and so. I, I think it'd be actually interesting to create a game that is just so hard and obscure that part of the experience is the web and yeah. talking to people. That is Dark Souls. Yeah, and I Demon's guess. Souls. Yeah. It's paired to you. Like you, Dark you can't Souls get through that game without that. I'm not a huge Dark Souls fan. I like I like things of it uh, mm-hmm. about it, but I just I get angry when things are cheap. Like when when I'm like I you know I shouldn't be taking damage when I'm taking damage. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, right. But I enjoy that. I enjoy that genre. I'm like, I love grinding for some odd reason yeah. in games. See, I actually, I mean, I don't miss being 10 and some kid is like, you can get a gun in Zelda. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? And I go home for like a week and I'm like, no, you can't. 
Yeah, they, I don't miss that. I remember the the rumor in my school was that you could jump straight over the actual flagpole in Mario. Yeah, I spent oh. probably twenty five hours of my yeah. life trying to do that. Everyone, yeah, that's that's a huge lie. That yeah. still happens. My kids come home and tell me all sorts of things. I'm like, that is not correct. Yeah, like I, <laughs> that is not remotely true. No. Like we have a whole cheats team at my job. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> Prove that wrong. They just make that up. But you know, somebody when somebody said the uh, R wing was in was in Zelda, I said, no, that's not correct. Yeah. And then turns out the code is on the cartridge. Yeah, know? and like, I think you can yeah. jump over the flagpole in a certain level, can't you? I yeah, there's one. No, in, don't you perpetrate <laughs> these lies. No, in Super, Mar- Super Mario World. In no, in Super Mario World, there's a second gate oh, yeah. after it. That's yep. right. That's For right. sure. Zelda far enough that maybe we should switch over to Mario since Zelda and Mario are out today. I, I kind of am, uh, I'm, it's unfortunate we uh, all haven't played Mar- Mario Party because I'm sure some people out there would want impressions about that, but these we, two games kind of take over, I sure. think. Sure, you can. Mario is also very good. What's yeah. going on here? I mean, it's kind of funny. Remember the interview you did with Reggie where mm-hmm. he said, I've seen the competitors' lineups and I was may I say meh? Well, you know, I wouldn't say meh because playing Assassin's Creed 4 on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One is pretty awesome. It's yeah. not meh, right? Like the, those ex- and Need for Speed and all that. And some of those games are on the Wii U as well, ironically, right? Some of the best experiences on the next-gen platforms are, are actually on the Wii U. Not quite as good, but... I think, I think the, audacity, the audacity of Nintendo's timing today yeah. on the Friday is, is really stunning to me. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know if that is good or bad for them, but I got to say, they have the two best games. They have oh, the yeah. two best games. Yeah, like, they know they do. You know, they do. I've I've played them both. I bought a PS4 last week. I'm buying an Xbox One on Friday. Yeah, and Zelda and Mario. Zelda just, I mean, that stole me for an entire weekend. I could not put my 3DS down, and I'm playing Mario now. Every single night, I go home and me and my fiance play it for like two or three hours, and it's so much fun. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, and I think he. I was thinking a lot about that recently, like when he said "meh," and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm entitled to say that, and I feel like. Well, their timing, though, with these games, like what Keza said, it, it is really interesting because they're both really well-made games. Like, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. I, you know, I kind of hope it will, especially Mario, will help move the needle a little for, for Wii U because right now, you know, we, don't, we just don't know. Like, going into this holiday, are, are consumers all going to run out and buy Next Gen or are they going to, you know, buy into Nintendo? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, but Mario is so good. I spent last night, um, probably most of last night, maybe two or three hours playing uh, the Japanese version of the game because it came <laughs> out over there. And uh, Why? Uh, because, Different I don't know, cats. I'm a wimp. 
No. Is there, is there a little cafe you go into and like, you can pet cats? <laughs> yeah, the cat cafe. No, um, I... Okay. I, I own a Japanese we Wii U. We started all the and, cafes, guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I own a Japanese Wii U, and I was just like, oh, this came out over there early. I might as well, I, I you know, I was going to buy this in English, but I wouldn't mind playing a Mario game in another language. I wonder what that's even like. So I just did it. And uh, Miiverse is activated, so now I got to see what Miiverse is like. Uh-huh. And uh, it's actually a little, there's a little more to it than you think. Um, first of all, it doesn't activate until World 2, I believe. And then... The characters that can come into your game, who will, uh, the ghost characters of mm-hmm. other players, for example, they only come in on your second playthrough. Your first playthrough, you see no that's one. That's right, yeah. And I think that's really yep. smart. I think that's actually fantastic because you'll, you don't want someone spoiling where these things are. No, when you return to the level, you, you may want to So, Jose, this actually happened stuff. to us the other night. Me and uh, my fiance were playing Mario, mm-hmm. and we died on the level, and we came back, and a little Jose me ghost showed up, and you started running through the level, and she was like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, get him out of here. Yeah. I have, Can you turn uh, it off? Is it? Yeah. Is so you, it go, you, you just go into the settings and you you, you say no ghosts because yeah. otherwise I got like Jose upstaging me and I'm trying yeah. to teach her how to play. Even a game. when I'm not around. But oh, no, I man. had okay. I had right. I had Kit from Nintendo pop up in mine and like run through the level and you know at the at the you had to use like the cannon hat thing mm-hmm. to bust open a wall and I, I had somehow failed at doing that and he yeah. of course did it. Yeah. It doesn't show you what he did. It doesn't show like, oh, he had to wear the cannon hat to blast open the door. He just kind of runs through the door. You <laughs> oh, know? really? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah they so, don't show you what they're wearing or what yeah. they did. So it's really weird Wait to see minute, me so... running around on all fours when they're a cat mm-hmm. without a cat suit. They're oh, just running that, around that way. You're like, so what weird. is going on? Yeah. That's bizarre. Sometimes me's bring you presents too. Yep. It could be yeah. coins or it's, it could be power. It's very surreal. It's, I think it, with the Miis in there, it becomes a very surreal, well, an even more surreal game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's great, though. I mean, Nintendo has now done a couple of games where the interaction, the social interaction is very different from what we've seen, right? Wind Waker was the other one. The concept of the bottles is pretty brilliant. You know, yeah. I wish it was a little broader and, and you know, it wasn't as as common and repetitive. I mean, I got the same freaking picture and message like a hundred times, right? And mm-hmm. I actually have, I have maxed, I'm maxed out on friends, so I was surprised that I didn't see more. Yeah. Um, but this is really cool. I mean, the concepts are awesome and I think if they build on these, they got something really, really special. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, also, the uh, me versus posting, I think, is a lot more fun now that I can just use stamps. Like, I can draw, but I don't like spending a lot of time drawing on a slippery surface. Mm-hmm, I, I've mm-hmm. just never found that fun or easy. And I... My jaw kind of drops when I see what people can do on Miiverse oh, yeah. with, with you know a stylus and a, it is a stunning. The Monster Hunter screen. community has some incredible portraits of like giant dragons made in black and white exactly. on that little screen. It's incredible. Yeah, so now so cool. I could just cheat and put a stamp. And so I was making little verses like tiles last mm-hmm. night, where it was like <laughs> Cat Peach verses, and it was like an angry <laughs> Sprixie Queen or uh, That's princess awesome. or something. Think about how unique that is, though. Like you cannot add that feature to PlayStation or Xbox. No, like it's just not. You know, you need the, obviously the touch screen for this. It's just built in. But such a cool idea to let people share images like that and let them tie in some games, tie them to locations. And I think that's brilliant. brilliant. I think it's kind of not, not enough people talk about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's great. Um, yeah, and outside of that, uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm playing single player again, which uh, is still fun, but I really enjoy that game in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's kind of at its best. Although, Brian, you have a bunch of experience now with that, with someone who doesn't play Mario as much. I know, Keza, you were in that boat as well. 
or was like when when it yeah. is evenly skilled, it kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean, I I really envy Brian being able to play with his fiance because I tried to play that game with my partner who basically thinks that Jack and Daxter is better than 3D Mario. Okay. And it was just it was just painful. I was trying really hard to to get him into it, and he just couldn't. He, he was sucked at it. He just couldn't. He couldn't keep up, and that just made him so angry. We had to stop. So wow. it was really bad. Kessa, before you get envious, uh, I did not mention that my fiance's pretty terrible at it <laughs> like but she, at least she's willing to learn right she's willing to learn but like what <laughs> uh, what we did was in world one two like very early on there's a couple spots in the game where you can kind of get infinite lives so very uh, very early we got like a hundred lives so we don't see the game over screen or anything like that but there's times where she just like straight up runs and jumps off a cliff and I'm, like, yeah. I'm like what are yeah. you doing that's not even part of like i need yeah. you over here on my side and let me yeah I, my favorite part about multiplayer in this game is like kind of this no matter who you play with, there's a lot of yelling and there's a lot of yeah. screaming and fighting and then there's high-fiving and then it kind of, uh, at the end of every stage, it says who's doing the best. And when Jose and I played um, with Greg and Brian Albert, like, we were, I was crying laughing. Like, we, I, was, I was in tears yeah. having so much fun. And I can't remember the last time, you know, I did that on Xbox or PS4 or PS3 where the, I'm just laughing so hard that I'm in tears. The game really changes depending on whom you play with, yeah. right? I brought this up it before. Does, like, yeah. When my daughter and I play, we actually work together really well. Uh, and she's two years older than her, her brother. Um, when I play with with my son, I want to murder him. You know, like he, he cannot handle it if when I have the crown, like yeah. that, he cannot go through the level without trying everything to get that thing. Yeah, that's weird to see, right? Because yeah. when I, I was playing with these I guys, did the same thing. And they did the same thing. I'm like, I'm focusing on the goal. I'm trying to get to like <laughs> the better good of the community here, right? Like, yeah. I want to get the green stars. I want to get the stamps. I want to collect everything. I want to get the top of the flagpole. I want to get out and go to yeah. the next thing. Let's fight this boss together. The whole time. <laughs> I'm like watching my right and left side because Jose's coming in like a thief and he's trying to beat me up, steal my crown. I'm like, okay, fine, so take it, take the crown. Wait, I don't even need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't so even wait, need it. Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't even mean anything. It means nothing. It you means need nothing. to take it, fine. But that's the best thing about it, that it means nothing, but everyone wants it. <laughs> exactly. um, no, but, everyone uh, being you, though. No, <laughs> not true. No. That whole game, everyone was. So the target was normally on my back. Mm-hmm. Someone here left that part out because I would usually be the high scorer. And then, sorry, Brian. No, because you always <laughs> stole the crown. Yeah, no, because yes, I. That's how the target's on your back when you steal the crown from everybody. That's how you have it. I would start the level with plenty with the crown pretty damn often because you stole it. Ambushed, Mm -hmm. really? Yeah, because you were okay. So beating Brian at a level (laughs) means I stole the crown. It's true. It's awesome because you you can already see like these these little insult memes will will create themselves as people play right. Like like in the final boss battle, just. You know, after you hit the uh, like before you do the final blow to the enemy, just quickly take the crown. Yeah. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like where where people just screw each other over just because there's no reason. No, just yeah. because you can. Yeah, it's gonna. It's I mean, gonna Gre- Greg was picking me up and throwing me in the pits. <laughs> no reason yeah. to do that. Yeah. You don't get anything for that. That's it's actually worse to do that. Yeah. By the way, the bubble mechanic has changed fundamentally. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like it used to be that the bubble almost became part of the game where you, you could jump into a pit and hit the bubble and go back up. In this game, it's different. Yeah. yeah. This is what you I used can't to say. Bubble th- when you fall. I used to say this to my fiance. I'd be like, "Honey, take one for the team," and she would jump off a cliff, yeah. grab a coin, and right before she died, she'd bubble up to keep it alive. And she tried doing that last night. It didn't work. Just kept yeah. dying. Yeah. So they changed that. It's yeah. now actually. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it is more a I'm left behind uh, feature or like I'm at the bottom, need to get to the top, right? Yeah. No longer yeah. a I'm about to die, ah, you know, yeah. like quick yep. kind of bail Yeah, the, the, a very cool thing. Uh, so I, I noticed some feedback. Some people have been kind of worried because with all the things that have been shown, either in the 10 new things about Mario uh, in the Nintendo Direct or 
the multiple commentaries that have been showing up on the internet or just level walkthroughs, etc., about Mario, people feel like, ah, am I seeing everything? It's like, no, actually, you're not. <laughs> when you, when you, so we, uh, in the office, we've been trying to tackle a lot of the post-world content. Once you yep. finish the game, the levels that then open up after, and the worlds, I'm plural here, there are multiple worlds that open afterwards. Um, and some of them are just absolutely brilliant. I showed Brian one yesterday, and I had this moment, too, where I kind of dropped the mic. Because everyone there was judging me and saying, oh, you're doing it wrong. You have, like, one second left. You're never going to get to the flag. And then... I just dropped down, grabbed the flag at 100 with zero, zero, zero uh-huh. left, and I just dropped the mic and was like, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's great. Just walking around in the office, you know, I saw Sam playing a level I'd never seen before, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's working, working, I think, on the wiki with yeah. the other guys. And, you can tell from how you know, often he's cursing. And, he's, and by the way, you know, wiki editors, you guys, we have guys in-house here who are working on strategy guides, cheats, all that kind of stuff, right? We've got a couple people. Of course, the community helps in a big way, but... We also have folks um, who, who create that content in-house. And what inevitably happens with wiki editors, it's like, they, it, it's like they're, they're being held captive by these games and they mm-hmm. start hating them. Like you hear this yeah, all yeah. the time where somebody will yell like, I effing hate Killzone, right? <laughs> when you're and the like, guy who sits right next or, to them like I am, it's kind of yeah. startling. Or the guy will go like, Knack is the worst game ever created, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, obviously it isn't. Yeah. But like when you're, when you when you need to explore every nook and cranny of these games, you start to really not oh, like them. Oh, it makes it joyless. But yeah. you know what? It's, it really does. I remember when, when I first started writing about video games, I had to do guides yep. for a magazine that I was writing on at the time. And even Wind Waker, I started to hate oh, yeah. at the end of that. Yeah, because you have even to explore... my favorite game of all time, I hated. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to explore everything and 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 document everything. But the guys working on the Mario Wiki are loving it. Yeah. They're not, you know, they they're far into the game. They've created, you know, lots of walkthroughs and videos, and they're loving it. They keep yeah. on playing. So I think that's a great sign. It's just yeah. a really well balanced game, and it's just so much fun. You can't be mad at it, even when you fail. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing how far the Mario and the Zelda games have come this year from like their first reveals where people were kind of lukewarm on it and they're like, oh, it's a remake of Link to the Past and the art's ugly and Mario 3D World where people are like, ah, oh, why didn't we get Galaxy 3? It just looks like a remake of 3D Land to getting them now and playing them. I mean, it's night and day from the re- initial reactions. For and sure. They are such fantastic really games. So I will say one they're thing. They're freaking though. joyous. Yeah. So, you know, I think... In the canon of Mario games, the 2D, 2D games are the most accurate, right? When yeah. you can exactly aim your jump at a platform or land on an enemy's head, and when you fail, it is just your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 3D games, and I think this is actually worse in this one than in Galaxy, it is sometimes hard to, dis- uh, to judge distance. And so, th- yeah, the-, the depth perception is very strange on it. I mean, I got used to it, but certainly my first impression of the game was that I didn't quite know where I was on the plane because it's such a hybrid of 2D and 3D. Yeah. So the action of jumping on a Goomba's head is not as fun, accurate, you know, as, as it has been in this one, I feel. Right. But they added these, you know, they added the cat attacks and all yeah. that kind of stuff to kind of get around that. Yeah. So, you know, they compensated for it. But, you well, know, that... thing in Galaxy, they added the, uh, the spin move that Mario does that he can, like, bash things yeah. for probably that same reason. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, like... Not and to pull away from your point. You no, know, and, and the, the water pack was the same way, right? It was difficult to judge distance when navigating platforms. And so sure. they gave you this... Thing Thing that would save you from falling, right? You got this little hover ability until they took it away and made it really hard. Yeah. Um, which was rewarding in that game, but still showed you, oh, I see. That's why they use the yeah. water pack. The music right? in those levels, by the way, where they take the pack away was always fantastic. It was yeah. like a, 
Yeah, and it yeah. was like a duop. Like, yeah, yeah know, it's it, it's interesting. They quartet. they did throw in that sort of like stun move in a couple of the games because I mean, when I play the original Mario Brothers, it's about running left to right, jumping on Goombas, and jumping in warp pipes. And mm-hmm. now it takes me two jumps to get in the warp pipe sometimes. And yeah. when I jump towards a Goomba, I don't know if I'm gonna hit his whatever the, his ass that goes around his whole body on the side kind of a big <laughs> <laughs> radius and his middle-aged spread yeah <laughs> and get hurt or i'm gonna land on top of him and nice kill him cousin. like yeah you never you never you never totally know i mean you get better at it over time yeah. but it, it takes a it takes a minute and i think when you take away the 3d that was in 3d land mm-hmm. which kind of helped a little bit here um i don't have a 3d television so that's not really an option and nintendo didn't program that into this yeah. um it takes a little more finessing and you do get used to it but for some people might never yeah. yeah, to me I, that's uh, the, I, that really kind of, is the only negative. Yeah, of the game. yeah. I, I kind of missed the 3D slider when I was playing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean it's an awesome it's an awesome game. I think it's amazing, but I did kind of miss the 3D slider. There's some awesome secrets too. So uh, we found a secret exit uh, that we put on IGN. I found some areas where I think there are other ones, but I, I'm kind of OCD in that in each level I play, I'm trying to gather the stars and the stamp and then just get out. And sometimes I'll see something go, oh, I should go back in. I'm like, nah, I want to keep going. But last night I found uh, a secret level that uh you know you can get i don't want to spoil too much of it but basically i found a secret level and then accidentally died during the secret level and the Mm -hmm. secret level vanished it left like it was gone from the platform that i found it on and you had to travel through like multiple warp pipes to get to it Uh i was like wow that's really cool but at the same time i felt cheated like damn it where did it go will i ever see it i don't know but it left and i was like that is pretty amazing what? Yeah, I love little secrets. That like is that. hardcore. Yeah. Okay. So Mario Three did things like where if you got enough coins in one level, you unlocked an airship or something else. It would appear just kind of momentarily. Um, so that's weird. I haven't really seen anything like that. Yeah, I'll back. show you later at my desk if you want to see where it is. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, just don't want to say too much for sake of spoilers if that's considered one. But again, um, I love that that idea because for a while I felt like the overworlds. Um, I just. I don't know. I was having a hard time understanding why they were there because the progression is still very linear for the most part, right? You don't unlock the the next worlds unless you beat the one before it. And so it just kind of felt like, okay, I love that I have all this space to roam around in, but what am I going to do in that space if realistically the way I'm going to proceed is by mm-hmm. be- finishing these levels? But now I'm finding little things like that and going, hmm, yep. I wonder, you know? Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Hey, I actually have a question for Keza on Mario. You know, it seems like when you guys did commentaries on on Mario and playing it together in the UK office, Mm -hmm. in the London office, I felt like you were the ringleader and you kind of dragged everybody into this game like no i mean it seemed <laughs> I really to me did, like yeah. I, it seemed to me like uh, these are these are players that probably wouldn't have played mario were you able to convert them or were they were they still walking away going like this is bull it was it was it was a great conversion for two out of the three people that i dragged in nice um, D- D- daniel um, our other games editor here in the uk uh, he loves mario but tom and i mean luke had basically never played a 3D Mario, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because all the commenters are like, who's that guy that's always whining and doesn't know what a pipe is? <laughs> but I thought it was, it actually made it more fun having somebody who didn't know what was going on yeah. because you'd be, they, he'd be like, what's with this mushroom? Why am I giant? What are these items? And you'd be like, well, this is the leaf that turns you into a raccoon, obviously. And uh, it actually kind of made Mario feel really 
really fresh again and it, it, it encourages me as well because I'm going to try and get some of my friends to play this with me like I'm the only big Mario fan that I know mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to getting some people who maybe aren't Mario fans into this game because I think it has it has the power to convert definitely yeah I've seen this happen before too you know whether everybody has their likes and dislikes and you know a lot of gamers like first person shooters or like you know more gritty kind of role playing games and all that you know and this it's just a big difference when you get a game with like this kind of presentation and you know for some people they think it's not for them and then they start playing and they're like oh god it's good you know so so, so i have a question for this group um do you guys miss single player mario so this morning um wired's chris kohler a friend of the show uh wrote a piece about how you know super mario 3d world is great and all but i really miss single player Mario. I really miss, you know, something like Galaxy, which is, you know, considered one I of do. the best games of last generation. Um, mm, I really miss single-player Mario. I miss Super Mario World-style explorative single-player Mario. Okay. Give me a little more behind that. Like, why? What, what specifically about it isn't sort of being maintained today? Well, it was... I mean, the thing is, when I was... Uh, Super Mario was the first game I ever played. Uh, and then Super Mario 64 was the second game I ever loved, like, really loved. And it's because... It- had me in a world, you know, and as much as I enjoy um, all the subsequent Mario games, but especially the, the multiplayer ones, they don't make me feel like I'm in a world. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a level, which is awesome, and I'm, I'm playing with my friends, and that is its own flavor of greatness, but it, I've, I've not played a Mario game since Galaxy the first that made me feel like I was somewhere else, like the way that Zelda does, or the way that, you know, any good, um, well, any good adventure game does, and I think that Mario 64 had that nailed. It was half adventure game and half really technical platformer. Yeah, it's, and it's interesting, Sunshine actually came the closest to doing that again, where you had this kind of yeah. cent- centralized mm-hmm. hub world, and you would go in at different levels that were hidden throughout it. But yeah, they kind of lost that, and you know, Galaxy had that kind of big Mario-shaped planet that you, that you jumped off of into other, other places, but they kind of lost that in terms of, like, here's this open-world Mario game, right, where there's this one big castle. Yeah, here's a castle. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. you can go anywhere you want here and there's little levels and little nooks and crannies and there's secrets in the overworld and there's secrets hidden in every level and there's levels you don't ever have to play or see to finish it. Like, I mean, you can beat Mario 64 with, what, like 40 stars or something mm. like that? Yeah. Um, my number's probably off there and I'm going to get hell in the comments for that and I'm sorry. I played that game of, <laughs> like a million hours and I forget. Um, but it's been a long time. Yeah, but not since <laughs> then can you have there has there really been a game like that where it's like, you know, there's entire levels and p- parts of the world that you could skip. Yeah. Um if you just got the right castle keys in a row and you could fight Bowser a few levels in and then the game was over, but there was the option to go back and play everything else there. And I miss that too. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that we need to lose multiplayer for that to happen. I think that's kind of like a weird that's a weird statement to make because I think Mario 3D World if I had no friends and no family or nothing like that and I played at home um it probably is still very fun, and it's not the multiplayer that keeps that from being like the kind of open world thing it is. I think you could have both. I think you could have a Mario 64 game with a second player in it running around with you exploring. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I, I miss that setup, too. I really like the, you know, the castle in Mario 64 um, and the hub world. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of the look of the city in Sunshine, but yeah. I, I still liked it, right? Like that you could actually jump into the water and, and actually Very try tropical. out all yeah. your moves. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's going to come back. I mean, you know. Like, I hope so. Yeah, I, I think so. It, it just... If you look at just the the variety of experiences we've gotten in the Mario franchise, that type of setup is one that's you know that's been absent for a while, and I think mm-hmm. they're going to go back to that. 
So it's interesting because if you would have told me before 3D World uh, to to if would I enjoy co-op Mario, I tell you no because mm. New Super you Mario like Brothers people. is much. Yeah, I don't like people that yeah. much, and I also uh, <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers. Um, I just felt like there was always limitations and things that bothered me about playing with other people, like the pauses between death, like how we were constantly obstacles to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming out of 3D World, I really enjoyed that part of it. And it was so much fun. Like uh, another Friday, um, Brian and I sat in a, in a capture room with Tim. And again, it was a hysterical like session. Uh, and yeah. we're actually going to record a lot more commentaries and put them on the site. Um, Did you guys do the, the level multiplayer where there's the switch, the switch platform oh that when someone jumps, God. switch around? Oh, uh, we we recorded that as the commentary um, here in the UK as well. And we couldn't actually publish it because there was two, the, the microphones were just constant screaming and laughter. There was just there was no you know it, it was horrible to listen to, but it was hilarious to play. Uh, yeah, the, that level specifically broke um, a bunch of us. I think I, I melted Pear's mind when I showed him that one because he was like, "What?" I just hell? couldn't I couldn't organize <laughs> my thoughts and sync up with Jose to not be angry at him. And, yeah, yeah, like oh, because it, it was my fault. Yeah, it was. He kept on saying, "Get the thing." And, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. um, that that stuff is evil. Oh yeah, that I mean that broke my brain. It broke my friendships. Um, it was it, you had three people run out onto the platform at the same time, and one of them was like, "Nobody jump," and it's like, "Okay, cool." And then the person who said that jumps doesn't tell anybody else. Hey, you just see three people fall into a pit, and it's like, "I'm glad you no! didn't say it was me." But I didn't, no, I didn't name names because I screwed over people like that too. You just don't think like it. It trains you. It retrains you to think unselfishly in a Mario game and all of a sudden instead of it just being this game's all about screwing over your friends and stealing crap and, t- and taking their crown and getting better coins and you know better power ups and stuff like that but all of a sudden it's like alright let's all tiptoe out of this blue thing at the same time nobody move god damn <laughs> we're all screaming at each other and mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 marvelous I'm dreading getting to that part at home because that's I'm going to have to carry the I'll actually physically carry the Tell other player bubble up. Like, yo take one for the team just get in the bubble yeah, yeah actually the good thing it. about the bubble in this game we didn't mention before is that you can unbubble yourself now yeah which is you can hop out unless you you're the last bubble unless you you're can't the last be bubble. the last yeah. bubble yeah never be the last bubble yeah you don't you no longer have to uh, <laughs> waggle to get close to the other player or yeah. anything like that to have them pop it where they're that you hear them like that the person inside like help me i'm dying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still pop the bubble in in case you want to drop somebody into an abyss oh right? yeah all yeah. the time yeah. that's always a good one so good. wait why in uh, in mario in japan when you die does it say miss instead of too bad there's english all over that game by the way but really? uh yeah it says miss when Misu. you die well they they kind of they took that word and turned it into like just a fashion word that they use in japanese yeah. they like, like get. yeah yeah it's yeah, so like, it's like get shine get yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get just means anything you achieved or received, right? Acquire. Yeah. Okay. See, I, <laughs> Imagine if it was acquire. I'd much prefer that. Sh- shine, acquire. I remember that from like 80s uh, NES games where it would be like, you'd die and it'd be like, miss. Yep. Two misses left. You'd be like, what does yeah. that mean? That means nothing to me. Yeah. yeah. No, what did I, I miss? I was experiencing that last night um, and I was just like, I wonder why that is. I yeah. figured I'd ask. Yeah. Yeah, you know, any language borrows words from others and then uses them for all sorts of nefarious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they they took Miss, and now it's theirs. Cool. One more thing I want to throw in <clears> real quick <throat> is that the, the I usually dread the ghost houses in Mario games, but they're so fun in this one. Like, they are completely insane. They're way <laughs> yeah. crazier than I ever thought they'd be. They have you doing things like where you... 
your entire perception is thrown off for like half a level. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't even know I was there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. One of my, I, I, can we talk about the, the flagpole? Sure. Okay. Oh, there's there's yeah, one moment really where you're like, like, oh my God, thank God I made it to the end. And you jump for the flagpole and it just turns into ghosts. It goes, <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And they laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's evil. Really it's evil. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, and there, and it, I love that the levels can all be that creative with, with certain ideas. Like, like the ghost house, like the flipping panels. I think the beat block galaxy level is is amazing. And I heard there's a follow up that's even more amazing. I haven't oh, really? seen it. Yeah, wow. have not seen it. Like that's that's what I really want to like hit home about uh, why I still love Nintendo games is that you can kind of, I mean, there's like there are games that come out every year that sort of feel like the people working on them are going through the motions, and I don't really feel like that's the case with the new Mario game. Like it really feels like the people. It doesn't. Who- it doesn't feel like anybody. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say it doesn't feel like anybody's having a midlife crisis. Yes, which yes. is what a lot of people feel. You know, it feels like the people who make this game are now having a midlife crisis. They mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing anymore or why. Whereas not in Mario, never in Mario. Yeah, it feels like the people who make these games and who are designing these levels are having a ton of fun. And you could tell, like, they're like, "All right, I made this thing today," and they hand it to their friend who just walked in the office, and he dies five times, and he's like, "Oh, that's sinister. I love that." Like, you can just yeah. kind of tell these people are laughing and having a good time while playing. Yeah, know? just think of the development like with a with a two games where they they tied the music to the the movement of the characters right whenever the music goes bah, the characters stop and like yep. raise an arm or something yeah. like just imagine like the first time a programmer came in and said like hey look what it did with your music and like yeah. it's just you you can see the joy of creation in those games yeah, yeah. all right all right so uh, i was um <clears throat> unfortunately i wanted to skip a uh, community segment this week because i felt like you know we're a little pressed for time there's a lot going on uh, well, so we'll come back to your question of the week responses next week. Uh, I'll make sure to embed the same question into this article uh, for this post. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming together, you know, to talk about both Zelda and Mario. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Kaza, thanks it's been for rad. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're, it, what time is it over there? It is. It is 23 minutes past seven. Oh, okay. So not that late. It's yeah, all good. I can okay. go home and have my microwave meal by myself. Hey, by the way, <laughs> we usually finish up by by telling everybody our our Twitter handles. Mm-hmm. Should we should we share our Nintendo IDs? I mean, we're all maxed out on friends, so yeah. you know, even though you can send us friend friend requests, like we can't actually accept them. Yeah. Um, but you can follow us, and uh, you know, maybe you, you'll you'll get messages in your games from us that sure. way too. Yeah, yeah. You want to no, do that? Sure. Yeah, I think all that's right. a really good idea. Um, why don't you guys start? Because I always forget mine. Uh, mine is just pair dash IGN. Exactly Keep the same simple. as my yeah. no, uh, Twitter underscore yeah. or like no dash. It's a dash. Yeah, mine's yeah. Agent Bizzle, same as my Twitter. So, yeah. Keza. I'm pretty sure mine is McKeza. Okay, McKeza. But I'm not 100 percent certain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have two. <laughs> I, because I was playing the Japanese one last night, I know that that's the easier one. It's just Jose Otero, like yeah. one word. Mm-hmm. But uh, the American one, I think, is Sushi X. It was just a throwback to EGM. Sure. Oh, that's you. I didn't even know that was you. Yeah, yeah you're on my friend list. Mm-hmm. Right, jump in right. your Mario game too. Huh? Yeah, get your get that ghost out of my game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta All run, right. guys. All right. Uh, and Twitter handles, real quick. You can catch Brian at Agent Bizzle. You can catch Pear at Pear GN. You can find Keza at Keza McDonald. <laughs> and myself at Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week with more. And-